Welcome to episode two of Reality vs. Reality. Why is it so hard for me to look at you when we talk? I don't know. <laughs> it's like we've, this entire friendship we've had, we've never looked each other in the eyes. We're recording at your apartment. Are we allowed to say that? No. Yeah, yeah we're allowed to. We're recording in the new space today. It's literally episode two. Are we allowed to say that we're recording in the new space because we haven't even started yet? Are we allowed to say we're on episode two? Are we? Are we... <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Let's jump right into it. Life updates. Okay, um, nothing really crazy going on. I do have exciting news. Last week, mm -hmm. um, I know we're getting your live reaction. So last week, Thursday when I got home from work, I changed my bed sheets. I did crest white strips. I did my dishes. I made homemade mac and cheese from scratch. What the fuck? And I still had time to relax and watch TV before bedtime. That sounds amazing. So I was like, who is she? It sounds like we have a mentally stable queen in the studio today. And I'm so proud of her for that. I know, I was shocked. Elevated. Elevated psych. <laughs> I thought that was very brave of me. Very brave? <laughs> We're being very brave. Elaborate on brave. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sharing my life on the podcast. Let me be vulnerable. Life updates on my side. I am sick and tired of winter. Snow is a menace to society. As we know, Lord said solar power, and that's what I want, and that's not what nature is giving me today. Also, I've been experimenting with eating spicy food. Ooh, that's <laughs> I never thought I would say that out loud. It's going really badly. What are we talking about? Like pepper? <laughs> Um, water with a dash of lime. No, so living in a city now, I've been eating like shawarma, you know, like I had Afghan Ooh. the other night. That was intense. That was so good. But also like my body does not agree. Yeah, you gotta start with... slowly with like that Frank's Red Hot. Yeah, <laughs> like I need a little <laughs> bit like a little bit of medium Tostito salsa. I'm just trying to shed the uh, Huron County persona. Like, I, like, you know what? I need a little bit less like salt and a little bit more uh, like flavor. And you know what? Like we really are just out here making our thoughts pay rent. You know, like we watch uh, the show every week and gossip about it no matter what. So mm -hmm. we're gonna record it and put it on the internet for other people to enjoy. And you know what? This benefits me because I watch it as soon as it comes out. And for the past couple years, Taylor's like, oh, I'll watch it when I watch it. <laughs> so here's me waiting Don't months. Don't call me out like that! <laughs> me waiting months on end to be able to discuss. Like, when you guys see the shirt he's wearing, and if you've seen Canada's Drag Race Season 2. I didn't even see that coming. With Geometric. Mm. He's literally wearing Geometric's confessional shirt right now. And I didn't even know. And that's how sad it is. <laughs> is it sad or is it just like fate that I am wearing like the exact fit that that drag queen wore in her confessional while we're in this podcast being confessional? Like, you know, full just, yeah, the full to I am tucked, I am cinched, I have a wig. I would probably be oh. sent home this episode. Yeah, and as far as our lives that's great but as far as drama lives for the queens mm -hmm. Gia Gunn saying she paved the way for Kate oh my god <laughs> finally a trans woman on a real season <laughs> I love it did you see Got Mixed response I love like, my fake season so uh, good and Gia the... Gunn is out here just always doing her just doing the most for all of us not paving the way what about freaking yeah Kylie Sonique Love she was on a real season of Drag Race Peppermint mm is trans and she was on a season and she was literally top four gia gun has never been anywhere near top anything no Gia's just the only good thing about her was that bag she walked in the workroom with oh on our season god the thumb serving fish i don't know if you saw this did you see the tweet that uh willow pill 
No. Oh my god. Okay, so this is where this comes in. A slideshow I made. You made a slideshow. Oh my god. Yes. And I just, yeah, just, you know, iconic things that I really want to bring. As you guys know, we love a slideshow on the pod. We love a slideshow moment. It's like all the effort of being in school, but no panic, and it's actually something we enjoy. I'm panicking constantly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and that was reality versus reality. Yeah, that was the mental health corner. In the next episode, I make many more <laughs> to say. Is she gonna say it? Is she gonna say it? Is she gonna say it? <laughs> the F slur. No. <laughs> I love that. So last week recap. Last week the on premiere part one. So we saw the first seven queens. As we know, it was the talent show. The runway was signature drag. Cornbread won the challenge, and we both I think agreed with mm. that. You know that win. We think that was well deserved. Oh, yeah. Orion was at home. Yeah, she was the first queen to sashay away. There's still 13 queens left in the season, and mm. now we have the big opening part two where we get to see the other half of the queens. The last week recap, June was like, Uncle Ben is on my side. And was that a pun at like the rice because she's jambalaya? I think so. So let's get into these entrances because there's a lot to say. First is Georges. She is 21 years old from Nashville, Tennessee. Entrance line is hello tis it is gorgeous like georgis i love it love it Ooh, i ate it up and, and especially that look holy shit the hair like that's gotta be human hair it's so shiny it's a very ariana grande moment that is exactly what i thought when she walked in was ariana she's got the two ponytails to the side the hoops the little like the feather moment going on and the gloves the mm -hmm. full gloves the collarbones the shoulders her confessional look just mm, a cute little so good that windbreaker Ugh, i love it it's... after georgia's we have deja sky I mean, from fresno 30, california 31 years old and her entrance line is all right season 14 let's get thickening thickening with little hands when i heard body. that i died and she even said on instagram it's inspired by laganja Strange's really entrance let's get sickening oh yeah i got notes deja sky honey you look like a highlighter with that hair. Like, it, it just... She said she likes pastels. Where are the pastels? <laughs> She's got white and pink, but it's pink polka dots. And it's a pink polka dot skirt sleeve. And then this little, like, in the front around the bosom moment with mm. this green neon borderline yellow highlighter hair, <sighs> which completely clashes with the shade of her makeup. I just... I'm very picky about color combinations mm -hmm. when they clash like that, especially in those elements. Ooh. And the white gloves. Yeah. There's no jewelry. Yeah. I just showed him a picture of the confessional look. First thing that came to my mind, sherry pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, redacted. Yeah. Redacted pie. <laughs> so overall, not a strong look for Deja, but then we get the next queen. Jasmine Kennedy. 22 from New York City. She is the New York City queen this season. And her entrance line, oh, this, y'all, is just the entry look. Mm. I can't tell if I really, like, I like it. It's Dancing Diva. It's Alyssa Edwards. It is. Alyssa Edwards vibes. Mm. Which I get. She's Fully, fully in the hair, just the shape of the face as well. Mm -hmm. um, you, I would definitely give it a toot. I can't give it a boot. It is an entrance look, you know? It was good, considering you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. The only thing I found is watching the episode, it looked ill-fitting in some spots. Yeah. Which the queens don't have much time to get ready for Drag Race. It's just 
unfortunate that it wasn't super crisp. Mm -hmm. But her confessional is so cute. Yeah, oh, she looks so good. So, so good. So happy, just like... Smiles, all smiles. She's got a great face. And Kennedy, she comes in, she looks great. She knows Georges really well. It's really cute. They have a little meet and greet. It's mm -hmm. really nice. Deja's just sitting there like, uh, what do I do? Crickets. Under Jasmine Kennedy, we have... Maddie Morphosis. Maddie Morphosis, our straight queen. Madeline Morphosis. Coming in looking like Maddie Fiari. Live, laugh, guy Fiari. Live, laugh, Maddie's 26 from Fayetteville, Arkansas. And her entrance line is, get ready to pitch a tent, America. The camp queen is here. Get ready to pitch a tent. I honestly really like that. Me too. Me too. I wonder what gay helped her think of this. <laughs> her look. Her look. She... I've been waiting for something of this level of camp all my life. And it's funny because like straight people watching, they know who it is. Mm -hmm. She made the look herself. She Did had she... help stoning it, but she actually made this look herself, which nice. is super great. She's got little french fry earrings. Oh my god, I didn't even notice And her those. makeup is actually really nice. Mm -hmm. I also really like the hair. Do we know if that was a wig or her natural hair? Because she wears a hat. She's bald. She's bald, okay. Well, like balding, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, bald. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Maddie. Um, Trixie Mattel, who? Oh my god, but, Tina uh, Burner has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Burner! No, it's the fact that we have our first straight queen coming into the workroom dressed as a straight icon. The straight icon, the most straight icon you could possibly imagine. It's just top notch. It's just right on point. She thought that through. Never could she have connected to the audience better than dressed no, as a diner drive dive-in queen. Yeah, right away. You were like, where's the Corvette? Yeah, for real. I'm the Corvette. <laughs> yeah, she's got little brown hair in her confessional. She's literally wearing a plaid shirt, so relatable. Hey. And then she's not telling any of the girls she's straight yet, which I think is a good choice. Mm -hmm. We'll see later how that goes. She doesn't, ha it's almost like if a queen's non binary or transgender, they're not obligated to share that information. And I wonder if it was her choice to keep the straight to herself or if it was production telling her to wait for it to be a big reveal so they can get the drama. Interesting. Just that like turn head gasp moment, mm -hmm. which does it work? Maybe we'll Maybe. see. Maybe. Get further into but it. But for right now, we just have the next queen. Anguria Paris Van Michaels. Yes, she is 27 years old from Atlanta, Georgia. And her entrance line is, the name's Angeria, but you can call me Angie. Now let's make it shake, honey. <laughs> I'm excited. Very excited. She looks great, and I love any moment with a parasail. You know, she's got the umbrella to spin mm -hmm. when they come in, and then the camera can't see them because they're hiding behind it. Yeah. Like, remember Alaska and All-Stars 2? Yes. Pulls it up, she's high. It was really good. She came in with the good vibes, and I immediately tell that, like, the C and the C-U-N-T was right there mm. with her. For now, um, I thought she was very strong. The look was good, the polka dots, but and the skirt tears away, as we'll see later, into just the leotard, which is super smart. I'm not crazy about it. Our next queen is the Lady Camden. Lady Camden. She's 31, and although she's originally from Camden Town, South London, she now resides in San Francisco, California. So another California girl and her entrance line. Hello, you sexy bitches. Uh -huh. Like, yes. Like, UK Drag Race is quaking. I find really like the look. I the really candy like the look. top. That's not easy to work with. And look at how she. I'm assuming she made that candy top herself. 
Spit and hair by her. Nice. Yeah, the outfit and the hair, which I love the hair. I love when the entrance look is something they made themselves. That really says about them. And if you guys haven't noticed, that's what we're keeping track of if the queen made the look themselves. Because give credit where credit's due for the design. If we went over every designer, this would be a very different podcast. They tag all their designers on their Instagram photos. But if they make it themselves... That's just, like, one extra thing that's amazing. Oh, 100%. Like, we can think back and see, like, in season 12, we had, like, Gigi Good. All oh. of those outfits were made by her mother, who was a designer. And mm-hmm. they were amazing, but also they were made for her by someone who knows her. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to have the talent of being one, you know, a seamstress, mm-hmm. a designer. You know, you know how to work with fabric and you know your body. That's a serious part of being a really good drag queen. You know, mm-hmm. and we want to give that credit where it's due. So there is some ill-fittingness to it. Like, it could have been better proportioned, I think. Yeah. And her sugar spice, even though on Instagram she called herself garbage spice. Garbage spice? <laughs> did she actually? Yeah. No, what did she say? Charlie Hyde. Oh my god, I don't want to think about Charlie Hyde. Li- when she starts to lip sync, she's going to be like, I can lip sync. They're going to drag Charlie through the mud, <laughs> as they dra- should. <laughs> they're going to drag Charlie's dead body on the stage. <laughs> they're going to bring him I'm not crazy about. I like it. I honestly, I don't have any notes about it. I think it's cute. Um, Lady Camden's got the hair to do whatever she wants with, mm-hmm. and that's just great. It just mm-hmm. reminds me of like Annie. Yeah. It was nice. <laughs> don't, don't say Annie. <laughs> don't say Annie. Little homeless girl. No. no. Um, I really did like when they came into the when Camden came into the workroom, and then we had a Camden and Deja Sky moment where they know each other really well. Yeah. I thought that was cute. But last queen of this group of seven, Diabetti. Diabetti. Ooh, I have so much. she's twenty five years old from Springfield, Missouri, mm-hmm. and her entrance line is "You Betty be ready." You Betty be ready. Uh, my grandma Betty could never. Oh my god. <laughs> but lots to say about her look. The it's actually based on a Gems in the Hologram doll. No way. Yeah. What? So you could literally buy a figurine of Diabetti, and it was made by Zero Waste Daniel on Instagram, and it's all recycled material. That is, that's pretty sick. And See, wh- those notes, I wish the, I wish the details like that were in the show. Right, and also another, like, fabric that was left over from making her yellow look, Zero Ways Daniel used to re-fabric a couch. <laughs> what? He used the rest of the yellow material to cover a couch. And that couch is in the studio today. Oh. They came into the workroom and saw Maddie. Obviously, they knew each other. But Diabetti went up to Maddie and was like, Hey, what's up, Maddie? And then Maddie's like, I've never met you before. Like, Maddie looked so confused. I didn't catch that. No, Maddie... Just being standoffish because she was worried Daya was going to expose that she was straight. Oh, yeah. Right off the right. bat. Because she hadn't come out with it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just... thinking that, like, the little worried, like, oh, no, she's going to tell everybody and then I look like the asshole. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to that. But I also just, I loved the look, the entrance line. And even when she talks, she sounds like Crystal Method. Mm-hmm. And that's what... Oh, you know, when she came in, that she was, like, a drag daughter to Crystal Method? No, I didn't. I didn't know either. And immediately when she came in, and I don't remember what queen it was who mentioned, like, you look like somebody Angeria. I know. Because I wrote a note did? about that. Okay. Um, I immediately thought Acid Betty. I thought they were going to say Acid Betty. I was so Ooh. ready. I was like, their last names are both Betty. You know, <gasps> they're kind of in the same vein. But then oh. once they said Crystal Method, I was like, yeah, the makeup. The makeup it is yeah. just, it's copy. Copy and paste. Oh. It's mm-hmm. Diabetti and it's punk just like Acid was. I would love to see them collab. That would be pretty cool. Ooh, that would be an acid trip. Oh. Um, 
favorite overall look from entrance wise diabetes hands down i love the concept i love the material i love the references she did it polished but i feel like if i didn't give a special shout out to georges mm-hmm. it'd be offensive because she just looked so gorgeous i think that georges if if we had to choose between these seven which one i think was the top you know if i was going to give one of these seven mm. queens a shoot it would be georges just because the look compared with the entrance line you know, those are the two things we're judging here, and mm-hmm. they go together really well. But Georges didn't make her look, did she? No. No, it was made yeah. by somebody else. And with that in mind, I gotta give props to Maddie. Guy Fiari. I've been waiting mm-hmm. my whole life for this collab. When are we gonna get Guy Fiari on the judges panel? That would be so good what if we got drag queens to do um what is it groceries with guys oh my god i love that fucking show okay <laughs> okay moving on we're in the workroom and we've got rupaul coming to say hi what do we think of ru's suit i was gonna ask you that i really liked it i loved it complete one so for everybody listening so ru came in with this either like snake skin or alligator skin moment um this full like long um you know, tux top mm. and then a black turtleneck underneath with these dark green black pants and then shiny black boots. It looked really It looked good. amazing. Completely different from last week's Kelly Mantle suit. Oh, okay. We already know it's going to be a photo shoot, you know, mm. just like it was last week, but we don't know what it's going to be. Um, Queens come in, Deja Sky is first, and she's immediately brought up to this little bowl of Tic Tacs. And she's like, Rue's like, pose with this. Mm. And Deja's like, I don't want to. Like, she does not know what to do. Yeah. And, like, us as the audience, we're like, this looks awful. Yeah. Rue starts yelling, throwing shit, physical altercations Wanted occur. an abundance of TikToks. An abundance. Oh and then the wall drops, and... It's a giant bowl of TikToks. A giant bowl of orange TikToks. I free had imposed the house down in the bowl. In the bowl of TikToks. In the bowl of TikToks, because... Rue- so, in this challenge, Deja is first... And immediately after the, she walked into the workroom, I was unsure about her, kind of iffy. Mm-hmm. She kind of won me over right away in this challenge. I found her to be mm-hmm. very funny and very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Even though she was still in the same look, which I hate. You know, the colors are clashing so much. Mm-hmm. But I found her to be really funny. And especially she had the line, I'm just rolling like a rotisserie chicken. Yes. That got me good. That got me good. Let's get thickening. <laughs> Let's get thickening. <laughs> oh, I really liked Georges. Yeah. When she did that back arch, the pit crew was like, that's good. So that looked gorgeous. Like her name, Georges. Georges like gorgeous. It, f- She fucking nailed it. Flows off the top. Could not get any better. Um, and Julia is just in there eating those Tic Tacs. She's just snacking away. I don't even think they were real. Oh, they were real. Cause Lady Camden was like chomping them down. Yeah. But like, Deja was just rolling in them. Yeah. Like, oh, no. No, I liked it. What else no, could she do? Funny, <laughs> but like they had their shoes in there, like Korea's in there, just munching on those Tic Tacs. And then we've also got Maddie Morphosis, who's in there, and then she's digging around, pulls out what is it? It's Santino Rice's fucking hat. Oh my! That I was like, oh, he's been Santino's been looking for that forever. And Maddie's like, okay, and I'm like. Maddie, give us more. That's Santino's hat. Yeah, like you could, on one hand, it's like, Maddie, can you make some comedy out of that? But also, 
Why is Santino? What is the reference I'm not getting here? I want to know if there was more stuff that they just cut out. But you know what? Santino's dead body was at the bottom (laughs) of that pile of Tic Tacs. (laughs) They'll never find him. Santino's hat. Scooped up as many Tic Tacs as I can and like pour them over myself. It would be like a freaking Sasha Velour moment with the roses. Maddie yeah. Wolf just puts that hat on. Tic Tacs are raining Everywhere. down her. Like, I would have gone for it with the hat. Because the pit crew had buckets. Mm-hmm. I would have used the hat and just, like, scooped them in my boobs. Yeah. Right in the, t- right in the tatas. Yeah, and I, like, just that essential, like, oh, yeah. And speaking on that, Lady Camden is just in there shaking them out of her titties. Like, she's already in candy. And now she's like, here's some more Tic Tacs. They were everywhere. When she gets out of the ball pit and they fall out of her butt crack. She was taking those home. She put those in there on purpose. She was like, I'm not going to make it to the lunch and I need these now. (laughs) I'm going to sell these on eBay. (laughs) You just go one by one, each individual Tic Tac is like $30. $50 each. Oh. They're more, the Tic Tacs are more exclusive than the Rupeter badges on the UK. This is so tragic. Oh no. I'm so sorry. Oh. On that. So Angeria won the mini challenge. I'm proud of her for that. You know, she did well. I can't really say anything against it. I think that Maddie should have won just because she looked so good in there. The orange Tic Tacs oh, with the flames on the outfit. But also Lady Camden had a candy bra on laying in a bowl of candy. You know, back to her for a minute. Maddie should have brought her burger first and started putting tic tacs in it i just throw them right in there like the olive garden bread <laughs> i feel like that would have been hilarious so amazing and now they start to de-drag and they're finding tic tacs everywhere falling out again i hope they kept those and they're gonna sell those because we'll buy one we'll buy one and have it as a special guest on the phone so they're getting out of drag and george just has stained red armpits from her dress so Ooh. yeah Maddie looks like a farmer. How does that make you feel? <laughs> Maddie looks like Trixie Mattel. <laughs> Maddie looks like Trixie in season seven, hat and hair. all. Yeah, but with a hat on, she does look bald. You know what? I can see that. Yeah. But she's definitely the farmer fantasy. Mm-hmm. So. I do have to say, like, this is a very pretty cast. Very pretty season. Mm-hmm. I know you always wear flannels when you want to feel straight. <laughs> can we so. not go? Can <laughs> we not go here this early in the episode? <laughs> I just want to know if you saw yourself. I know. <laughs> I have no oh, comment. The part, okay, so they're getting out of drag and they're just like talking, having a good time, and then they start talking about gold stars. Oh god, I was so. Are you a gold star? I am not. I am not a gold star gay. I'm not a gold. Are star. you a gold star gay? <laughs> no. Oh, wait, no. yes. Wait. First of all, I have to say I have beef with the concept of this. It is a very toxic concept, mm-hmm. but it is funny. We gotta say it's funny, especially in the context of RuPaul's Drag Race in the workroom. Yeah, so give us a little definition. Yeah, so the idea behind Gold Star Gay is you are a gay who has never had an interaction with a woman. When I say interaction, I obviously mean sexual. So it's like, have you ever touched a boob? If you've touched a boob, you are not a Gold Star Gay. Oh, Unf- Yeah, unfortunately, I am not a Gold Star Gay. But also, why are we putting labels on that? Because that completely dissolves the idea of gender and sexual identity. Well, yeah, because being queer is more than... Oh, yeah. I've never touched a titty. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really weird that they had that dynamic back and forth mm-hmm. in there. I was really surprised. Do you know who brought that up? I don't remember, but I know that Debbie pointed out said to Maddie, "You're for sure not a gold star." And the look on Maddie's face, I was like, "Someone's gonna say something." Yeah, because Betty's the only one in that in that room that knows. that knows. But no one. I don't think she knows that no one else knows. Hmm. I don't think she knows what's going on. She's just like, oh, we're just, okay. Yeah. 
But yeah, the gold star. Yeah. So, um, I literally have written here, Beth, are you a gold star gay? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I said, I am, am I? No, sorry. Um, so besides the gold star gay moment, we learned that diabetes is an actual type one diabetic. So after the queens do the little thing, they're getting ready in the workroom, getting ready for the main challenge, which they obviously know is the talent show. Mm -hmm. So do we. Um, Alicia Keys pops in behind the mirror. The two-way mirror, I love that moment. Fucking two-way mirror gets in every yeah, time. She's gorgeous. That was probably for her drag makeup. <laughs> oh my God, just, just, just like a little eyeshadow. A little powder. I was kind of disappointed. Like I wanted her to come into the workroom like Lizzo. That would have been cool. Yeah, so after Alicia Keys pops up, we go to the main stage. We've got RuPaul looking great. She's got this big updo. I said the hair too. Mm -hmm. I, said, I love that hair. I almost figured that she would do another performance because she released her album. Yeah. She's got so many songs she could do a whole season. I'm really glad so she I'm doesn't. Little... <laughs> I'm still really glad she doesn't do that. I really, I love, I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't like listening to RuPaul's music. What? That's the whole thing. Except Call Me Mother. <laughs> Except Call Me Mother. That song fucking slaps. <laughs> so the judges panel, we've got Michelle. This week is Carson Kressley instead of Raw. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the special guest Alicia Keys. And they all look pretty good. Carson looks like a used car salesman. What? That's all I have to say. What is it with men on the show and wearing blazers that look like shit? Considering who he is and the ground he stood on. What ground did he stand on? on Queer Eye. He was on the original Queer Eye that got cancelled? Yeah. I've watched, I used to watch, when I was a little gay boy, I used to watch, um, it was like after 10pm, it was like queer content would come on TV on one specific channel. And I used to watch Queer as Folk and like turn the volume all the way down and turn the captions on so no one would know. Really? Yeah, and Queer Eye was on there, Queer as Folk. Um, do you remember the show One Girl Five Gays? Don't. It was, I think it was on MTV. But yeah, anyway, I did not like the original Queer Eye. I've never seen it. I never even made the connection that Carson was on there. Yeah, I think he was who tanned Francis, like the fashion mm -hmm. So anyway, we're jumping right into the maxi challenge. And again, it's the CNT show, Charisma, Nerve, and Talent. I will say, not a lot of uniqueness. First, we have Georges. And her talent is dance. Then we get into her runway look, which yeah. is gorgeous. The judges liked it. The judges liked it. I liked yeah. it as well. There was, we did notice there was a little rip in her tights, but as you just mentioned, we don't really know when those rips happen. Mm -hmm. Are we allowed to judge them? It's also tights are really hard material to work with. And her body looks gorgeous though, and I really like the mesh material she used to construct, or whoever made that with it. Could you say that her body is gorgeous like Georgia's? Oh, <laughs> trademark. She, like, that's the name of the game, honestly. Mm -hmm. She's trademarked herself pretty good. And Carson's obsessed. Michelle thought the talent show was pretty slow. So. Mm, I mean, so did we. Yeah. Right. Her runway look for Jasmine, it, I mean, gorgeous. It's giving me like. You know what it's giving me? What? It's giving me, she looks like she's dressed for the season five cast photo <gasps> shoot, except she did it well. Like Alexis or, Mateo. Yeah, or All Stars 3. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like she's That's a gold kidding. moment. Like she looks like she's wearing what Milk wore for the All Stars three photo shoot, oh. except no muscle. Yeah. Yeah, the straight gold. It also reminded me of June Jimbalai's look from the previous episode with the capes on both shoulders. Yeah. I liked it. The hips were kind of throwing me off. It looked like it was lower than it should have been. Mm -hmm, like it was falling a little bit. Like it yeah. needed to be like kind of um, hiked up, hemmed up. Yes. Yeah. 
RuPaul loved the titties. Oh god, yeah. Carson loved the dance moves. Michelle loved the 60s feel. Mm -hmm. So did we. Ru loved those tickled bitties. The look looked like it was a promo shoot. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Michelle's jokes, Gorge Washington, Gorge W. Bush. Oh, living for uh, it. I can't get over the backflip into the split. In a heel. How does, how do you practice yeah. something like that? Yeah, and they also mentioned Alyssa Edwards, like a baby Alyssa Edwards, which yes. is on point for what we're looking at. It really is, yeah. The next queen is Diabetti, and she's doing yet another lip sync to Pink's song, Get the Party Started. Great she's choice, in my opinion. entertaining, at least. Yes. So she's dressed as a magician, very crystal method. It's very crystal method, and it's very something we've seen before. Queens dressed as magicians. We've had whole magic challenges. Yes. She did do it really well, and she had, oh, the perfect reveal, the perfect on-brand reveal. Tell the children. So Diabetti, she's up there. She's in her fit. She's got this bowler cap on with a red band around it. She takes it off. What's underneath? A tiny bowler cap a with a red band cap. on it. It is so cute. It's so perfect. Fits mm -hmm. her brand so well. It had me screaming. We also had some confetti falling from the ceiling. But we get a little pan over to the queen sitting on the side. Mm -hmm. And Angeria was not liking it. That's what I wrote. Angeria has a problem with her. Yeah. When the entry, the, like, everything. Yeah, I was so like, that's girl, kind of... Angeria's been a little bit judgy. Yeah, that's turning me off of her, honestly, because I'm like, we're so used to like the Southern Bells just being like, here nor there, but she's like, dead ass mad at everybody. Yeah, and especially, she came in touting good vibes. She drops the line themselves, mm -hmm. and then mm, not liking anybody else. Like, like oh, is this what trying. makes it shake? Yeah. <laughs> A super, like, I wouldn't say her talent was great. And, like, she could have done more with the balloon animal. Mm -hmm. The not-so-balloon I know it was supposed to look like a penis. Was it? I didn't even... Yeah, because she was doing it at her... It was there for so little time, I didn't even get a chance to catch it. It was just one straight line. Like, if she had turned around and pulled out, like, a balloon animal... Yeah. Like, there could have been more there. It feels like it should have been practiced more. Yes. Like, it, um... I think a good way to... The polish. Yeah, a good way to describe it would have been, like, a low-budget performance... The hat was awesome, mm -hmm. but the, hat? the only other thing that happened was confetti. Yeah. Yeah. On to her runway look, though. So. Interesting choice. Right off the bat, I don't like the hair. Like, I like the hair, I just don't like it with this outfit, because the blue is so disconnected from the blue in the outfit. Next is the Lady Camden. Lady Camden, she comes on stage. She was on that stage to the music, mm -hmm. and really great choice so she still does ballet but she mixed it with more modern which is amazing because but, like she had high energy she i think she made it work considering if rue said to me yeah i think your talent's actually boring i that would throw me like i wouldn't be able to focus i'd be like oh shit now oh, i have to yeah, completely I would, like, change the it inner saboteur would come up immediately but lady camden ran with it she pirouetted with it she did her performance well she pirouetted <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> she did it well. I do think, though, it was her runway look that saved her. Oh, yeah. I oh, think no. That saved Definitely her. Definitely the peacock, the white peacock look. Mm. But yeah. I liked it. Me too. I kind of wish it was mechanical instead of her having to pull it every time. I know, right? But. Again, is that like, I mean, that, I mean, we're asking a lot of these girls. Mm -hmm. For one, the fact that she lugged that thing in all the way to the Drag Race. 
Yeah. Or no. From Northern California <laughs> to Southern California. <laughs> she brought that thing straight from England. Oh, um, no, nice. yeah, her runway was great for anybody listening. She's in this peacock moment. She's got these big tail feathers that she controls with these strings. You know, she can flap them up and down. Courtney it's quite good. Act, but Courtney acted it better with the wings. Exactly. Because the wings stayed up. No one can beat that look from Courtney Act, though. Oh, God. No. So good. But really good look. I like the white fishnets over the tights. Like, just the details. I yeah. feel like she has the details. Even the little headpiece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cute. It was a bit of a, <clears throat> it was a bit of a boring talent moment, but she did do it in heels. Yeah. Valley in heels, Michelle says. That's really fun. Yeah, she's like, she did ballet the dragway. She did give them personality. That's true. Um, she's definitely an individual. She's her own person. She does it her own way. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how she keeps going, because we've seen a lot of different sides of her already, I think. Yeah. And she's super nice. Our next queen up on the main stage is Deja Sky, and she's doing this cheerleading moment. It's a mix between a skit and a... I guess comedy performance. Which she's not a comedy queen. It's <laughs> so sorry. She teaches you how to be a cheerleader in three easy steps. And one of those steps is not wearing heels because she's got trainers on. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she starts off by saying, Well, howdy. And there's the red flag right there. Right there. Oh. I wear that sweater. She's got a very cute cheer sweater on. And she's giving confidence, and she's, like, at first she's engaging the audience, like, hands on your hips, everyone smile, the -hmm. judges are all following along. I just want to know what is with her, and this is, her cheer outfit is my favorite outfit that she wore this entire episode, but what what is with, what is with her in wearing these fucking wigs? You and I just put together, What? in the last episode... We saw Carrie Colby wearing, like, the little tennis outfit. Uh-huh. It wasn't rhinestone. It wasn't dragged up. This is the same thing. There's no rhinestones. There's no drag. It's very baggy. And it's just not great. Like, it's cute, but it's not drag race. Why is this on the main stage? Mm, this does yeah. not belong on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. And then her runway doesn't save her. It's the exact same thing that I mentioned with her earlier look. Clashing colors. It's literally just two colors. It's just, it's blue on black, but it's sheer... What kind of blue is that? Cerulean? Fuck, ugly. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> The patterns are clashing. The colors are clashing. The makeup is clashing. Mm-hmm. The earrings are clashing. <gasps> yeah. It's... There's even a little belt yeah, for no reason. I didn't even realize I was there because it just looks, yeah. it just blends right into the, the black fabric up to Maddie Morphosis. So her talent is playing live guitar. She's playing the blues. She's doing what Alyssa Hunter wished Wanted to do. Alyssa Hunter Alyssa Hunter has been found scalped. Oh. Maddie came in and played actual guitar. Okay, I can only imagine if they did this one whole episode, all the other queens would be shook with each other. Oh, 100%. The looks, some of them were similar. The guitar playing... The look, the suit, I really liked it. I digged it too. I think she looks like an 80s chain-smoking housewife, Ugh. especially with that hair. It's very, like, Ripley and mm-hmm. Alien. Um, the guitar playing was really good, but it was very low-key. But, it was the blues. again, it was the blues. And it was an actual talent, especially in front of Alicia Keys, by the way. Yes. Very good. And I 
at first I was kind of bored, but then I was like, no, look at the emotion on her face. Mm -hmm. The emotion and how she was feeling every move, but she definitely did not play that with her tongue. You don't think so? I don't think so. Her hand was right up there. I think it was just her hand because... She's tricking the audience. Because she's straight and she's using her tongue to play the guitar. They could have made a joke about... She couldn't use tongues. That's what I mean. It'd be (laughs) funny. Because, like, straight man using his tongue to play... Like, that's supposed to be very... Yeah, you don't get it. I get it. The lesbians get it. (laughs) The girls who get it get it and the girls who don't don't. Exactly. So I think that was a cop. I don't think that... But the red guitar with the black and white suit... Her makeup looked good from what I remember. Oh, I think so. I think she looked great. Um, the wig was great. She's performing. She's getting the motion. Angeria is on the sideline. Pissed off. God, Angeria. Unimpressed. Angeria, I swear to God. She's acting like she's like already won the season. Angie, we haven't seen you do an acting challenge yet. Maybe Angie's just mad that this girl's straight. Oh, subconscious. Yeah. But She's just getting pissy at everybody, and I'm not here for it. I like it for the drama. Maddie's look good. She's wearing heels, a little ruffle moment. Yeah. But then we get to the runway. We get to the runway, and holy motherfuck. What are your thoughts? Oh my god, I have not... It has been a very long time in the RuPaul Drag Race world that someone has come out in a look that really just got me gagged and gooped. Mm-hmm. Um, how is she hunched over in this thing? I need to call her a chiropractor. <laughs> she's like standing on that stage for like, imagine just like oh my when she's when they're yeah. actually just filming it because they've got to be standing there for like an hour in these looks. Yeah. And she's just hunched over like her spine is breaking. The look is so good. So for everybody listening, she's holding her head in her chest and she's in this like beautiful like Very I don't know if you would, yeah would you call that like Victorian? Yeah. I don't know. She's yeah. got pearls. She's beheaded. The wig is great. Um, for signature drag, show-stopping. Because it's camp. It's and fucking, like it's she, so camp. When she, like, changes hands with her head and flops it over, the only thing was the flats. Oh, my God. RuPaul's shoe race. Nobody talked, the judges, nobody said anything about the flats, which I understand she was bent over. She probably couldn't safely wear Yeah, she probably heels. couldn't. I did she, Her angle muscles probably wouldn't bend that way. And, like, I get it, Victorian, but I've seen better Victorian shoes in museums than I have on the main stage yeah. of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> and, like, the little ugly bow, they're little ballet flats. And, again, I understand she's hunched over. Put blood on the shoes or something. Yeah. Besides the shoes, if we ignore the flats, the details were still there. Like the judges? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the makeup, I thought, looked good. Very drag makeup. And how she was holding her head. Super cute idea. Mm-hmm. Other than being hunched over, I mean, I feel like you could have elevated the look by just making a larger version and putting, like, you're standing up straight and having the shoulders, like, above. Yeah. But I feel like the proportions, having it, like, real size. Mm-hmm probably made it a little more gaggy. And yeah, the judges, they'd never seen that on the main stage before. They were True. impressed. Very impressed. Michelle didn't really like her makeup, which I get. And yeah. And the blues, the guitar playing. I do wonder if people had the same thought that I did, which was this look was amazing. She could have won the episode with this look. It wasn't for her performance on the talent show being a little bit lackluster. But she played live, so that's going to get her something. True. <clears throat> Which it was a talent. Yeah. We can't say that. We, La- we can't say that it wasn't a talent. Yes. And last but not least, we have Miss Angeria Paris Van Michaels doing an original lip sync. She's coming in with a cornbread moment. She's coming in with an OG song. And once again, the song was actually good. 
I really liked it. Me too. I really energy, liked it. Oh my god. We needed this so much because this whole episode, the talent was kind of like, for lack of a better word, dragging. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so she comes in hot, heavy, ready to go. She's got that big white coat that she flips off. A great reveal in the bodysuit is great she's padded really well the hair is big mm. it's got so much volume it's a beautiful color of blue it's the color of blue that i wish diabetes was yes yeah. that would have been so great mm -hmm. a wig reveal yeah was fun yep fun she pulled a cornbread she had a wig reveal wait was the wig reveal in her talent or in her runway in the in runway the, in her talent. was it yeah she had a little kitty cat wig anyway right yes RuPaul loved it, mm -hmm. and all the judges were going, check, 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 and you guys need to listen to the song she does, because it's super entertaining, super fun. I added it to my drag playlist, mm -hmm. which I will not be sharing on this podcast. Maybe it'll be a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Patreon exclusive <laughs> access to the drag race playlist? <laughs> yes. Everything on there is available on Spotify already. <laughs> yeah. If I saw Injuria doing this in a bar, I would throw my money at her. It was a I great know. performance. It was entertaining. I really did. Like, I was... Yes. Enthralled. They love that. And then we have her signature show-stopping drag moment. Right away, it very much reminded me of Trinity K. Bonet in All-Stars oh, 6. Do you remember that salmon dress yes. she wore? It was like the exact same, the kind of the line situation, the waves. Yes. Yeah. The same kind of silhouette. And she also was giving me Jada Essence Hall again. 100%. She's regal, and she's given it to the dolls. And she looks great. She looks so great. I like her makeup more here than I had in her entrance look. Yeah. Because it's not as rigid. Oh, I can see that, for sure. She's just the poise, and she's a pageant queen. Mm -hmm. And this is just like, this is who she is. We know she's a pageant queen yeah. from this. You immediately see polish. You immediately think, I know what I'm doing. I am practiced. I am poised. I know what this fit looks like, and I know how to make it work. And would have liked just nitpicking at this point, because, you know, seven girls. That's who we are. She could have had a ring on her hand somewhere to go with the earrings. I, I feel like a ring. God, I knew you have said that about every single queen. You know what? I always wear a ring. I'm going to send these girls rings, <laughs> like, just to make you happy. Oh my God, turn their hands green. Oh, oh yeah, Carson. He said, call me Angie. Call me an ambulance. Oh. And I gagged, I choked, I spit up on that. Gagged and gooped. Who do you think had the best runway look? Like, signature show-stopping drag, who do you think nailed it? As far as signature goes, mm -hmm. signature is really what I'm thinking, and it's Maddie. Interesting. For me, it's Maddie, okay. because I've we've never seen that on RuPaul before. Yeah. That was a moment. Um, she came right in <gasps> and said that she's a camp queen, and that was fucking camp to the max. I really liked Angie's look. She pageant queen, precise, posed. As far as the girls who did not slay. Sorry, Diabetti. Yeah. Sorry. It just, there was a lot going on there. The clash, the clash was happening. Clash up, clash up, clash up, clash up. God. <laughs> cut to the gig, gig, cut, cut. Back to the gig, 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 gig. The queens go backstage. Obviously, this is where Untucked starts. We have some exclusive. We watched Untucked. Illegally. Don't tell uh, the feds. We said RuPaul would sue us, so. Link on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I love... Maddie was completely out of her runway look and just sitting in like her underclothes. Yeah, just straight. You can tell like she literally just had to like come right out of it. So imagine her sitting there, makeup, like just plain clothes underneath and the ballet flats and everyone else is still in full drag. Again, it was such a Trixie Mattel moment. She looked just like Trixie <laughs> in like boy and half drag. This really is RuPaul's best friend race at this point because I 
I love the conversations they're having, but mm -hmm. I don't know how much more happy cries I can take. We have Daya talking about how she's really upset that RuPaul doesn't know who she is, but she feels like she knows who she is 100%. Yeah, she took her critiques really well. Um, I thought what she said was really well-spoken. Mm -hmm. The internal struggle of, well, this is who I am, but someone's telling you, no, this is a different person. Yeah. That would be frustrating. Yeah. Especially when she looks and sounds so much like Crystal. She has that connection to Crystal. It's the shadow that's going to follow her everywhere. The queens talk about, you know, who's in the bottom, who's in the top. Maddie thinks she's in the bottom. And Angeria actually steps up and she's like, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You mm -hmm. played a live instrument. And this is when I was like, Angeria's being really nice. Yeah. Meanwhile, when we were watching it on the show, the edit was saying she was piss pants. Yeah, like the duality there is quite something. I don't know if that's her being fake or if that's her being a persona on the main stage. Yeah, um, I did think Diabetti took her critiques really well. I did say that already. Same with Deja, uh, like positivity over negativity. I'm really happy mm -hmm. that, you know, she un she kind of understood the situation she was in. Um, that's what every queen needs to be like, because like the inner saboteur would be like, no, focus on the negatives. But Deja Sky is over here like, I get it, but I'm not going to let it get to me, mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed that. The only thing is, after Rue was like, oh, I loved your audition tape. She definitely feels like she let her down. Lady Camden, though, is being so sweet to everybody. Oh, I called her Miss Congeniality. She, she was so... <laughs> Lady Congeniality. Lady Congeniality! Lady Congeniality, Lady C. Coined. Send that to her right now. <laughs> no, and also, she looked so good. She looks so good. She does her makeup look so yeah. nice. She's such a pretty girl. Mm -hmm. And Angeria was being super nice to Lady Camden as well. And again, I'm just... She's so nice and untucked. Where this energy i wonder if it keeps up like this i'm blaming it on the edit you think so yeah yeah and that's the thing you're only getting half the story people are going to watch the main episodes and be like oh angeria's mean mm -hmm. meanwhile yeah she's gonna get like people who don't watch untucked are gonna get a completely different opinion of her lady camden's talking about being her younger self and how she was really concerned about people seeing her as a queer kid and then we get into this big conversation about queer identity mm -hmm. and how all these girls you know they had to grow up being queer and it was so hard for them and then maddie's like no the comment. king of panta maddie <laughs> not in drag anymore because she took her clothes she's off she's just sitting there like i can't relate to any of you jasmine's having a really hard time she's crying because she was bullied as a kid for being gay and yeah maddie's just sitting there and the camera keeps pointing to her but I really appreciated the fact that she didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. She wasn't trying to be like, well, not everyone's like, like she wasn't defending yeah. straight people. She, she let a story, trying... she let a story that wasn't hers be told. Yes, because most queens would be like jumping into the conversation. Trying to get that camera, trying to get that spotlight, trying to get, you know, that airtime. So I, the fact that she wasn't inputting anything because it had nothing to do with her, she respected the fact, like, that's what I really love about her like just from this episode is she goes well you know i know the community and i'm here to support the community i'm supporting queer people you have your moment to talk about how you felt being bullied then as soon as i'm writing the sentence she goes well i'm straight and mm -hmm. i'm like there goes that but she still is very respectful she's very respectful and she says something that i really liked which is that i wonder if we have the same thing it's down. probably the exact same quote there's a million ways to be queer but you're taught there's only one way to be straight. Bam. Ooh. Oh, just mm, right in the heart. That God, that's good. You can be in a heteronormative relationship, but still identify as a queer person. You know, being queer and being straight are still on the same spectrum. Yes. You know, it's not like 
like she said, there's not one way to be straight. Being straight is still part of the sexuality spectrum. Yes, it's amazing, and I'm so glad that she put those words out there on television. Granted, it's untucked, not as many people watch untucked, but it's still there. There's a million ways to be queer, but you're taught there's only one way to be straight. And there are a lot of people that need to hear that message, and it makes me so sad to know that there are so many straight people out there that are never going to watch this media and, you know, just never going to hear that. Because where Mm -hmm. else are you going to hear that on TV right now? Nowhere? Yeah. Maybe Why, like, queer eye? See that <laughs> fuck queer eye. No. <laughs> and coming me hearing that when I watched it being a gay person, it, that's really not a way I've ever looked at it. Which I thought was really cool, you know. There were some good combos. It's RuPaul's best friend race. It's nice that Maddie says to the girls, like, I feel privileged to be a part of the drag scene. It's not just like she stumbled into it, she worked towards it. And she sees it as more than just being drag. Like she's a part of the community. She's an ally. She's a part of the drag community. She's, she also is a part of it in the sense that how she says she'll dress up in drag and go and leave the house and fear that someone's going to see her because they're perceiving her as a gay person that does drag instead of a straight person that does drag. So she's putting herself at risk, even though she could technically be like, oh, I don't have to do this. I'm just going to move on yeah. where like the straight pride flag and be fun. Oh my god. Oh, Camo. Could, wait, could you oh my god, could you imagine if like Maddie comes into the workroom? You know how in the first group of girls, um, Carrie Colby comes in with a trans pride <gasps> yeah. uh, outfit. Imagine if Maddie came in in a in a straight pride fit. Is the straight pride fit even a thing? Yeah, what the straight it, pride. Like hunter boots. Yeah, have you seen <laughs> oh my god, it's just real tree. Um have you seen the straight pride flag is so no, we'll put it on our Patreon. No, no. We don't have a Patreon. People are going to think we have one. The queens go back to the main stage, and Rue calls Georges and Lady C safe. They leave, and Rue is like, right away, Angeria, you slayed, you stay, you win, baby. She- Real quick, when I first saw that before watching Untucked, I was not happy about that, because her attitude, I was like, I just don't want her to win because I did not like her attitude. After watching Untucked, I'm like, go Angie. Really? It made that much of a change? It made that much of a change, honestly, because I don't like the queens that come in with a bad attitude. True. Like, it's... We see there's a lot of queens that get the double-sided edit. You know what it is? And I didn't watch Untucked for Britta Filter season. For season 12. Britta was always so mean to Aiden Zane, and that made me not like her, because I'm like, you're being mean for no reason. And it was tucked made a huge difference for me, and I'm very glad we watched it. Yeah. But we find out that Nigeria wins the prize, she wins five thousand dollars. Woo, I love when the queens actually get money. Yes, no um, Jasmine Kennedy is called safe, left with Maddie, Deja, and Daya. So who is it gonna be in the bottom two? Um, the tense music starts, mm-hmm. who knows? But ultimately Maddie is safe, leaving Deja and Daya in the I agree. Yeah, yeah. Too. The like Maddie, if Maddie was in the bottom with that look, for one, it would be impossible for her to lip sync in it, and yeah. also, I would be so pissed. Like you can't put a queen in the bottom that when they well. look like that. She overall she did well. Her points were more than what Daya or Deja could put. Yeah, and her talent was an actual. She was playing an instrument truly. Yeah, which was you know. So, so the lip sync song is Fallen by Alicia Keys. Falling by Nice. Very slow. 
and honestly, Deja's dressed for the song. Yes. I thought that exactly too. I felt so bad for Diabetti because she's literally cinched. She's ribboned she's in. She's sewn in. Yeah, she's <laughs> ribboned into this thing. During the lip sync, there was this there was this scene where um, it was like they were filming from behind, and RuPaul was framed in between two girls as they were dancing, and I really liked that. I feel like I haven't seen that in an episode before. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, in the end, Diabetti is eliminated, and Deja oh. is told that she can stay another day. Yes. I agree. I do agree. I am really happy that Deja stayed. Um, I do think overall she did better. I do just hate her entrance look, though. They called Deja a lip sync assassin. Yeah. And I didn't agree with that. Oh, I I think she did amazing. She did good. I just wouldn't call that, like, Brooklyn Heights assassin. It's Like, if she shows up on All Star 7 as a lip sync assassin, I'd be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. was so disappointed though because Diabetti, just like last week with Orion's story, my favorite entrance looks, flops the talent, flops the runway, goes home. Mm-hmm. Am I am I the drama? <laughs> <laughs> am I the problem? So I was disappointed, but her exit line was just walking to the back of the stage, turning around going, Well shit. Well shit. Instagram, she made a post and the caption was, I guess Betty wasn't ready. Aww. And if that was her exit line, that would have been so funny. <laughs> Daya starts packing her stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of the looks she's putting in that suitcase are really cute. Like, she pulled out these ones. They were, like, platform heels, pink velvet. I wanted to see the look that went with so bad. Because yeah. finally, shoes that I like. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fucking shoes. Um, yeah, Betty definitely took her elimination better than Orion did. Uh, it was still sad, of course, but it was very, she was very quiet and low-key about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, on the point you just made there about the thing she was packing away, it's too bad we didn't get to see more of what she has to bring because we all know Crystal Methods looks incredible. Yes. Like, seeing more of that style of drag is just always fun. Especially because Crystal Method has money now. Yeah, <laughs> Crystal Method, So Ma- Diabetti yeah. probably could have got some of that good One thing she said that really cut me deep because it was just so sad when she said, it's hard to show the judges who I am in a week when I'm a million different things. Yeah. That hit me, and I was her in the crystal box. She could have had a complete 180 to crystal. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it would be pretty similar to crystal because family values, right? Yeah. And even then, with that similarity, though, it's an amazing style. Yeah, and I would have loved to see what she had. So, yeah, she's really upset about how she's going to miss out on experiences with the other girls. You know, FOMO, we can all relate to fear of missing out. I really feel for her. I really connected with her in this episode, even though she wasn't that great for her. <laughs> I really connected with her, but she was horrible. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> um, so yeah, her bags are in the car, and she's heading to the house, and she says, you betty be ready, I'll see you soon. And she's out of there. Twelve, so- twelve queens remain. The next week preview showed the queens meeting up for the first time. It showed the main challenge is going to be two fashion balls. Yes, two I saw that, yeah. balls. That's going to be a lot of looks. How are we going to cover that? Uh, not fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it also showed a little clip of the twist. Kind of like the chocolate bars being shown. I'm scared. And it's like thinking as they lay them out and people just go one by one and pick a chocolate bar. And then when they open it... One of them's going to have a golden ticket. I swear to God, if there's a golden ticket to the finale, I'm going to kill myself. That's so unfair. That would be wild, So unfair, though. 
I don't think they could like, do that because if they did, the girl who got the ticket that wasn't as strong, she wouldn't make it in the finale. Period. Yeah, that was me. Like, what if they open these chocolate bars and it's like, a, it's like a you're safe. It's gonna be like an Alyssa Edwards season five again. Oh. She's gonna do horrible in the challenge, but she can't be sent home. Yeah, she's gonna get what? It yeah. Oh, I just want to know so bad. Or even. It is. It better be good. What if they could pick like one of the runways? What if they get to pick who goes home? Imagine no. one queen gets to pick from the other 12 queens. They get, <laughs> instead of being in the ball, they judge it. Yeah. I couldn't have done all that I did if Gia Gunn hasn't opened the doors. Marsha P. Johnson. Oh my god. Gia Gunn was at Stone. Gia Gunn threw the first brick at Stonewall. Courtney asked, like, what? <laughs> was it Derek? Derek Barry. Derek Barry's, <laughs> Derek Barry's like. <laughs> Derek Barry's like, Gia Dunn. Gia Dunn. <laughs> Gia, Gia, Gia Gunn is Gia Dunn. We're going to end the game. We're going to end the episode right there. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to leave us a review and rate us. Um, you can find us on Instagram at RVRPod. Facebook. Reality versus Reality Pod. And that's VS, no dot. And our Patreon. Which doesn't exist yet. But when it is, it's going to be linked in our Instagram bio. And keep an eye out. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys.